All right, so welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies. Uh, normally, we usually have more energy when we do a podcast like this, but you know we had some tragic news that happened this weekend. So we, since we are a comic book podcast, and this is like very big news, it pretty much shocked the you know shocked the whole world. Uh, we're gonna have to address it, and we're gonna talk about uh, Chadwick Boseman. Want to say rest in peace, uh, and we're gonna dedicate a, a big portion of the show just talking about him, about his legacy, uh, about him as a person, and basically his impact on on us you know um before we get to it eli anything you want to add to it or yeah my name is eli that is eli my co-host right <laughs> <laughs> and you're and you're leroy right did i not say my name yes my name yeah. is leroy i was gonna say something else but i was like eh, it just didn't move here's the Gre- thing eli yeah greetings and salutations all so <laughs> yeah ho- hopefully everybody's having a good mood out there right now but yeah. honestly i'm kind of in a uh uh different mood than what i normally do when i do this podcast because just prepping for this show and you know getting the pictures and doing the research and looking at everything he did and looking at you know his howard speech it kind of just put me in a down mood like oh man it finally hit me because that's the thing like i felt like since it happened friday i don't really think i dealt with it eli like i know it hit but it doesn't feel real i don't know yeah that's i i think yeah i it was shocking and I, I watched Black Panther yesterday, and then I, I reread Reggie Hudlin's run just to. I think maybe I processed it a bit, and just what he meant to comic book fans and mm-hmm. people of color, comic mm-hmm. book fans, and um, and it's a it's a it's quite the blow. It's quite the loss, um, especially what that movie Black Panther meant for people of colors fans and just just not comic book fans but right to the black community as a whole you know pushing right. forward you know representation of black people you know futurisms and you know just portraying black people you know without being defined by colonialism right you know? and Ooh, it's, it's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, I know. I'm. I yeah. <laughs> All right, let, let me let me uh, yeah. let me because uh, I was basically using you to try to like get my thoughts together. That's what I was trying to do is use you. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. mainly the thing is what we want to talk about. First thing before we go any further with this, we do want to say saying "rest in peace, Black Panther" is disrespectful on several levels. Mm-hmm. I just want to get that cleared up for one thing right there. For one thing, Black Panther is not dead. Black Panther can't die. Black Panther is an idea. Black Panther is a concept. Black Panther is a legend. Black Panther is a myth. Black Panther is a is a story. And mm-hmm. Black Panther can't die as a story as long as we live. Because just like Black Panther can't be killed, just like Hercules can't be killed. Just like, you know, uh, any any story from the Bible can't be killed because those stories live with us. As long as we live and those stories live with us, that story will live on. So that's one reason why saying recipes Black Panther is disrespectful because, like I said, Black Panther's not dead. Black Panther will live on. And another thing, Black Panther, I mean, no, T'Challa, I mean, Chadwick Boseman is more than just Black Panther. He brought more to the table than just playing Black Panther. He brought, uh, like I said, uh, wait, look, before we go to this, let me, I, mean, I didn't think oh, it happened, but it shouldn't yes, care. Cam. Yeah, this is. Let me Can't share the on. link out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please share the link out. This, honestly, this this is tough, Eli. This is a tough one right now. But it's other things no, that he take did. Take your time, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's other things that he did because 
It's all right, man. I'm sorry. It's it's, it's fine, man. I mean, because he brought he brought so many so many character characters to the role. He he played Jackie Robinson. Like I said, he played James Brown. He played Third Girl Marshall. So yes, you can say that Black Panther was was not a real person and not a real character. But the thing was, he represented so much more to everybody. Chadwick Boseman, in order to play the role of Black Panther, had to play so many other characters to get to him. He took everything he played from other characters, like he played Jackie Robinson. He brought that regalness of Jackie Robinson brought as a person to the role of Black Panther. Same thing with James Brown. James Brown, the rhythm, the coolness, everything for James Brown. He brought that role to Black Panther. Uh, Thurgood Marshall, everything he learned from playing these iconic black men and learning how to walk in their shoes, he brought that to playing T'Challa, T'Challa. And that's why it meant so much to everybody when he played the role. Man, it's... So, that's why it's so important for people because the thing about representation, you don't know if you want it until you have it. We talk about comic books all day long. We talk about Batman, Superman. None of these characters look like us. They don't look like you, Eli. They don't look like me. And when we do, whenever we do get somebody... You know, not knocking, you know, War Machine, not knocking uh, Falcon, anybody like that. But when you see somebody that's on the same level as these characters and it represents something like you see Wakanda, you see what you could be. You see that your limit, it has no potential to it. Yeah. You know, your, your potential has no is no limit. You can just do whatever you want. You know, we've seen, you know, just the same thing like when you saw Obama get elected. Yes, Obama is a real person, but you can see that there is no limit to what you can do. You can be an uh, awesome scientist like Shuri. You can be this awesome warrior. You can be this, you know, politician. You can be this warrior. You can be this king. You can be anything. And, and, and it lets these little kids know that they don't have to be, you know, bad guys or villains or sidekicks to make the other heroes look better. It lets them know that they can be at that level too. They can be whatever they want to be. You know, that's what make this, that's what make this so hard. I'm, I'm not even saying it's, it's hard because he was able to bring that, bring this role to life. And people saying that, you know, he was like the best uh, best person to play the role. I'm saying he was the only person to play the role. When they cast this in 2013, 2014, 2015, however you want to say it, there was not a short list. There was only one list because Chadwick Boseman had to walk in the shoes of all these other legends and don't even get to that level. And before he could get there, nobody else could just jump in and just play this role of Black Panther. It's not just playing like any other Black superhero. You have to have all those uh, attributes that he has, that it wasn't just something he just clicked on and turned on screen. He carried it with him everywhere he went. You know, when he went to, anytime you saw him talking in press conferences, anytime you see him uh, go to children's hospital, anytime you saw him just go anywhere, he brought that regalness and brought that, you know, you know, energy of Black Panther with him everywhere he went. So it just brought, you know, just, you know, a, a special feeling about you whenever you see it. Like I said, I saw Black Panther about three, four times at a movie theater. It was a special moment for me because, like I said, you don't know you have representation until you see representation. Uh, I've been following this even before. So just the fact that I'm able to see that in real life and he was able to bring that to to life, that's the thing. And, and to see that he was, he had so much more work left to do. You know, it's just weird that all he had was his acting ability and he was able to change culture 
you know, the way we see culture and the way we see race just from his acting ability. And that's what he was able to do with this. That's that, that's just a special moment. Uh, and what's and so crazy about it that the day he died was also the same day that Jack Kirby was born. You know, Jack Kirby, co-creator of, of Black Panther. Uh, it was also, like I said, we said he played uh, Jackie Robinson. It was also the day of, yeah. you know, Jackie Robinson's birthday. I mean, uh, Jackie Robinson Day for MLB. Yeah. They normally have it in April because of COVID. They had to push it back. So. Yeah, and that's how I found out. Um, I was watching a baseball game, and all the players were wearing 42. And um, I was uh, – I had just ordered a pizza. I was, like, clearing off the table, and I had the game going on. And then they, they announced – him passing and i was like in total shock i was like what the hell right and i hadn't been on my phone in a couple hours and i just ran and grabbed my phone and jumped on facebook and the first thing i saw the first thing on my timeline was your post yeah because somebody had told me about it and i was like in, in complete utter shock about and it and i messaged you right away like what the fuck man Cause, right because around the time my phone was like blowing up at the time you know everybody was telling me what was going on you know and i was yeah. i didn't even want to believe it at the time but yes this this happened this is it's insane but because he had so many other roles he could he was going to do like i said he had so many iconic roles he was playing just like uh that role he was going to play with the black uh samurai i think the guy's name was yusuke Real life, uh, like I said, a real life legend. He was a, a black man that went to Japan and you know had long dress and like that. And he was going to be a samurai. That would have been you know interesting to see come to life. Also, you know, he bring that same energy that he brought with every other character he did to this. So, and yeah. the crazy thing about it is that, like I said, he died of colon cancer. He didn't get diagnosed until 2016, which he that's when he got the Marvel deal. So between 2016. Look at everything he did. Like I said, he played Black Panther four times, you know, uh, played in a Spike Lee movie, you know, uh, did his own uh, starring vehicle, 21 Bridges, you know, and he played Thurgood Marshall after all that was going on also. So he did all this within like a four four year span. It's like he has like a limited time he can do this. And he made every minute count. He gave us everything he could. Yeah. Knowing, his, knowing the clock is ticking. He was stage three cancer when he was diagnosed. Right. So that means in colon cancer, like my mom, my dad, I've got experience with cancer. My baby mama worked at a cancer clinic. So I'm a little familiar with cancer. Mm -hmm. Stage three colon cancer is very slow moving. Um, if you're going to get cancer, that's kind of the one you kind of want to get. Not that you want to get cancer, but right. colon cancer is slow, very slow moving. He had stage three when he was diagnosed, which means he had had it had had to have it for years before he even knew and, and didn't know. Right. And didn't know. So it's it's scary. And how and how young he was, you know, it's it's scary and and shocking and um, and just puts things in perspective is, you know, like we talk about, you know, you're talking about the great life that he led and all this great work he put in. But, yeah, mm -hmm. it was going back to Black Panther was the idea of what that character meant to people and, um, and why it was such a big phenomenon. And, you know, me being a native American comic book fan, I have to live vicariously through, you know, the black community and, you know, right. you, know I, you know, and watching Black Panther yesterday, you know, and the scene 
the scene where he gets, you know, where he challenges M'Baku and just seeing the, the, those rituals and ceremonies and, and seeing, you know, that being celebrated, you know, the tradition. And that, this is where I feel sad for American black people because me as a native American, we have our languages and our ceremonies and our traditions, but American black people, they were, they were ripped away from all that. They don't know their original languages right. or their don't ceremonies. Don't know our tribe or where we came from, yeah. anything like that. They don't, don't they even know what know, country we came from. You know? Yeah. They don't know their tribal ways. And I feel bad. You know, and then, but here's Black Panther showing, even though it's made up, it's showing, it's it's giving the Black community a glimpse of that, a glimpse of what could have been, you know. Right. And, and American Black people still created their own traditions and culture. They created blues and jazz and rock and roll and hip hop, you know. Right. <laughs> you know. And, and that's another thing I wanted <laughs> to say uh, early, know? even when we're talking about James Brown. Remember, you had that... uh you had that argument going that Jimi Hendrix, you know, probably created heavy metal, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I, there's I, also, I, yeah. yeah. And with James Brown is also a strong, you know, argument could be made that he invented rap, you yeah, know, well, it, from hip hop. Well, like he was basically the prototypical first rapper and everything else kind of just, you know, came from him. So basically Chadwick Boseman had to walk in those shoes, you know, to get that to Black Panther, you know, have bring this, the suaveness, the coolness, the rhythm, the, all those, you know, characters he played came to that role. So, yeah, like I said, he was just more than just Black Panther. He was just a great actor that brought everything 110% to every role he did. Like I said, we reviewed the Five Bloods on here. Even with that, he was yeah. awesome in that, you know? Yeah, that's why it's so shocking. I mean, he, you know, no one, we, I mean, he kept his private life private and big up for him for doing that and being able to persevere during all this Cause it's hard. I mean, right. Uh, and it's, it's a good thing for his family and friends also, like they didn't leak the information and say anything to anybody, yeah. you know, you know, that, 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 yeah. that, 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 that's hard. That took a lot. Um, yeah. And then even after, uh, like tonight, they also had like an hour long special, like they played black Panther tonight on ABC and they played it for about, uh, you know, without commercials, just played it straight through. And then afterwards they had like an hour long, you know, dedication to them. And they had all the Avengers, you know, showing up, you know, uh, giving it, you know, giving their thoughts on it. Robert Downey Jr. said things. Chris Evans said things. Uh, they got to play Shang Chi. Showed up. You know, he even said like, without Black Panther, I probably wouldn't be here. Because yeah. that's the that's the impact of what Black Panther did is that it is opening doors for other you know people of color superhero movies, big budget blockbuster movies to change the narrative of what we think of what you know other races are right now. Because, and that's another thing Chadwick Boseman was trying to combat, like uh. In his Howard speech, he was basically saying he was doing everything he could to try to stop from playing, you know, stereotypical roles to just, you know, drug dealers, you know, deadbeat dads and, you know, uh, crackhead yeah. stuff like that. He wanted to change the narrative. Like, oh, even if even if he did play those type of characters, at least give them some kind of depth or just make them more than just two dimensional characters that just somebody else wrote, you know, give them some, you know, give them a reason, a motivation behind what they're doing. Don't just just throw a character on there and just, you know, just not do what you're doing. So. Yeah, it's this is yeah, uh, I, people don't understand like what the movie meant to the to people, like what that represents. Like when we talk about representation and real representation and mm -hmm. the true perspective and seeing the character and that world through you know a certain point of view, it speaks volumes to the community, and that that's why. You know, in the realm of comic book movies, yes, it is just a comic book movie. But to the people 
it's more than that because it's showing what could have been, what is possible. Right, like, which is what been. science, it, it, like it said, it's, it's a power fantasy. It's a power fantasy which yeah. you're always looking for. And like I said, most of these superheroes for Superman, Batman, Spider-Man are power fantasies. But when you see Wakanda and you see Black Panther, it's a power fantasy for black people. Yeah. Something that, you know, we, we didn't have before. Yes, had there been other superhero movies before, he's not the first black superhero. Uh, yeah. Yes, we know we know Blade, King, you know, yeah. Steel, Catwoman, whatever, you name whatever you want to. But the point was that it's the first movie we see in where like 90%, 95% of the actors are black. You know, everybody behind the camera was black. So you can feel that who this movie was made for and what their intention were behind it made the movie. So it made you feel special behind it. And, and it, and it, it tackled issues and topics that black people and people of color totally understand. Right. You know, that we weren't expecting to see in a superior movie. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't expect it in like most other regular movies, much less a superhero movie dealing with yeah. topics like that. And we so. talked about it before, like a white person could have never wrote that Killmonger dialogue. Exactly, because you know? they wouldn't understand from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was rough. It's rough. I mean, I can't. Yeah. Um, let's see. What we got. Uh, there has been a movie like Banter since. Carmen Jones, right? That's that's the thing. It's, it was a game changer. It, it was a game changer. I mean, it made all that money for a reason. I mean, like I said, it was a grassroots movement for it. People were buying out theaters left and right. They were taking kids to go see it. Uh, you know, it, because people, it's it's basically like giving somebody a glass of water in the desert. That's what it felt yeah. like. You don't have it, you but you get it. And you you know now now that you have it, you want more of it. Yeah. You know, uh, so. Yeah, and it, you know everybody's it's possible now. That's the thing is you know it's you know it can be done now, right? You know? And so, and honestly, yeah. like last Halloween, the Halloween before it, around seven, uh, 2018, where you're seeing white kids, you know, running around as Black Panther costumes. I love it. You know, I love it. Yeah. Go ahead, do it. You know, so uh, I because almost, it, I, almost, I almost bought a Black Panther mask, but my it wouldn't fit on my big ass head. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can have mine. <laughs> Uh, because it's changing the narrative, you know, understand you're more than just what you see because the media can influence not just what we think of ourselves, but what others think of us also. So if all you see is just drug dealers and, you know, everything like criminals and stuff like that, and it's all you see us on TV, you know, that may be cause the reason why the police are so quick to, you know, treat us differently than they will other people, because that's the first thing they noticed. They may have not even Wisconsin. They probably don't even never even seen a black person before. So when they finally see a black person, they just know from what they see on the media. Yeah, that's you know, and that's what's been happening. You know, not to get into the whole police issue, but you know, policing the community. You know, we have police that don't live in the community that view the community as an NWA video, and that's what right. they think they're getting into. They think they're, you know, they think they're right, gonna, so they're, they're working in Scarface. You know, so they, you know, <laughs> right before they even approach somebody, they're already yeah. looking at them like the enemy. They're looking at them like a you know, a threat. You know. It's like Ice Cube said, you know, my skin's my sin, you know, <laughs> and yeah. this Black Panther showed that, that that's not true. <laughs> you <know>? Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or at least perception of it can be more than what you think before. That yeah. Basically, it, it opens it up that it's, it's, a, it's a better dialogue to have, you know. So and it's going to open up now that they see that Hollywood is making so much money from this and it's opening it up. Hell, this might have been the reason why Milestone got the ball rolling now. 
Yeah. They've been in limbo for like 60. I mean, I know they had le- their legal troubles and things like that, but they've been stuck in limbo forever. But now when they see in Black Panther making all this money left and right, they're like, oh, we're leaving money on the table. We need to get off our ass and whatever's going on, get this shit cleared up so it's we can pop- get it. Yeah. Yeah. So we can get a static shock movie. We can get a milestone movie, get a hardware movie, get a shadow cabinet movie, whatever. You know, they can get all this stuff and make that money. And when they make that money, it, it's, it helps us out. Cause now we see more representation. A static shock movie that would—that's a billion dollars, easy. You know. Yeah, I mean it's probably the reason why Parasite won Best Picture at the Oscars right. last year. A foreign language movie, a, a you know, an Asian foreign language movie, never been happened before. Never happened before. Right, yeah. but it, but it happened now, so that's the thing. So people are looking for you know a, a more diverse representation on on the big screen, and he was helping to uh, uh, help to usher that in because, like I said, what he brought to the table, nobody else could have done that. It just yeah. couldn't have. You can you can think of any, you know. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but the point is that there was a short list of one that could have pulled this off what he did because if you don't have a, a you know, a convincing lead to pull this off, you don't have a movie. Flat out. That's all yeah. it is. So he was able to pull this all together. So uh yeah, just just rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman. Uh everything you did, we appreciate you. Just for the time that you were here and gave us everything you had, we appreciate you for that. So yeah. So good journey, good sir. Yeah. Uh let's move on past it. Eli, let's go to something a little bit lighter before we move on to this. So here's the thing. We were at first thinking about just making this just okay. a Chadwick Bo. <laughs> <laughs> just okay. a chat yeah, it's something a little bit like i'm hoping it's lighter i'm hoping it's lighter so don't let me down on this because <laughs> the thing was we were going to make this just a chat with bozeman podcast and just empty it and then just cut it off just be done when and say everybody have a nice day but honestly we didn't want to leave it off this because like i said for a pol- comic book podcast this is escapism and we do need to take our mind off just 2020 2020 just fucking sucks this has been a shitty week right this week so. alone was shitty um, this week, year, month, everything. I'm just and ready to I, get and this I, like, I keep thinking, is, are, have we hit rock bottom yet? Right. Like, what else can you? <laughs> what else can you do? I mean, damn. I, mean, I, don't I know. Know we got, like, oh, the election's still coming up, so that's gonna be. Oh, oh yeah. shit, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, how low can we go? You know. Like, yeah, like all, all I all I heard is that the week before, uh, day before the election is supposed to be a, like a huge ass meteor coming. I'm like, well, that's good news. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so yeah all right so let me let me set you up for this eli so yeah we both watched movies this weekend uh and that's pretty much actually at first was the whole show was going to really be about and eli go ahead and talk about the movie i didn't get a chance to see it but i knew you got a chance to see it so i'm gonna let you set it up and and talk about how you want okay so yes i saw bill and ted face the music and it was just what i needed that day <laughs> <laughs> It was so much fun. I had such a good time watching it. Um, yeah, it really made my day. Uh, um, for those who don't know, Bill and Ted, it's it is the third. This is a seek a, a a trilogy now. You know, this is the third installment to the Bill and Ted's franchise. They went on an excellent adventure. Then I, they went on a bogus journey. Now they face the music. Um, you know, the first one was about them going back in time and finding historical figures to uh, help them pass their history projects so they wouldn't fail uh, high school and the band would break up. Yes, they in the future, it is said that they their band, the Wild Stallions, will create music that will save the world. Um, 
And then in the second one, Bogus Journey, like a guy sends some robots back in time to kill them and they get sent to hell where they play death in uh, Battleship and uh, Twister and other things and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are with this one. Um, they're, they're basically middle-aged losers. They're, and they have kids, right? They have kids. Yeah. They're, they're married with children. Um, but they still have yet to write that song that is supposed to save the world. Um, and it really, uh, I related to it a lot being that I'm a metal guy. I am a musician. I play in bands. I totally, they, they nailed it. I mean, there's like, yeah, you, they're, they're, you know, you, there's like, you played last week, you played in a dive bar to 30 people who were there for free <laughs> taco night, you know? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Yes. I'm, still playing blast beats in my forties and, <laughs> you know, questioning why I do this, you know, in the, you know, in you know, loading gear in the middle of the night in the winter time, you know? <laughs> so, so they're still, they're still doing gigs, even though they're, yeah, they're still playing. They're still trying to, they still haven't written that song. Well, it turns out that reality is now crashing in and on, on itself. And if they don't write this song at a certain point in time, then, reality as we know it is gonna go away. <laughs> it's like it's just prophetic you know this is new yeah. 2020 what's coming when they wrote this movie yeah. yeah so um so basically they're like oh shit let's well they end up going into the future to go take it from themselves because they haven't wrote it yet well we wrote we'll go in the future since we wrote it in the future we'll wrote we'll go there and take it from themselves so they still got the time machine the phone book yeah 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 um okay. and then their daughters they go back in time and find a bunch of historical I'm spoiling it for y'all, so spoilers. <laughs> they right. find a bunch We're of ready to set that up first, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they go back in time and find a bunch of uh, historical musicians. They find Jimi Hendrix. They find okay. Louis Armstrong. They find Mozart. They because they're gonna get a the ultimate band that will back up their dads. You know. Right. And it that's basically what happens. They end up it, yeah, it, it was just a really fun movie. I you know. Watching Keanu Reeves after do, seeing him in John Wick, you know, <laughs> right, going back to the role that you know made him famous. So yeah, seeing him and like, and I was like, I said, like, I'm like, do I am I like that? Do you know? I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, I, I got to do that. I like, damn. Well, when I go to pick up my kid from school, like, what's on my shirt? Like you know when I mean? you was at your gig, that that yeah. movie writers were just in taking notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I go to my kids' conferences, it's like, is there any skulls or dead things on my shirt? You know, I got, <laughs> you know. But I think that's the point. He's like, like they're like, you know, still trying to act like they're like teenagers and stuff. And they and they right. basically have a midlife crisis. You know, they're questioning what are they doing and why are they doing this? And they're 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 losers. They're they're a disappointment to their family and all that stuff. So really, it was very bitter, like sweet and touched on an emotional level that I did not expect. Like I actually got a little glassy at the end, you know, <laughs> from Bill. Now I wouldn't expect that from Bill and Ted, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I got, a, my eyes got a little misty, you know, that that's mm. how, that's how much it got me. So I was really surprised how much I enjoyed this movie. And the message is awesome. Of course, you know, the be excellent to each other, but it really hit home. Like, Cause what, what unites people, 
Mm-hmm. Music. Music is a, uni- is a universal language. Music is what unites people. And that really, yeah, really gave like gave me goosebumps, you know, especially being a musician, you know, playing music and the joy you get from playing music. So, you know, just when you think about, you know, what is the great unifier? It's not a religion. It's not a political party. It's not a nation nationalism or, or, you know, an economic class or anything. No, it's music. Well, Independence Day said math, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> music is all math, math, accounting and stuff. Time measures. That is true. That is, that well, is true. So music is yeah, math is a part of music. So that that just on that level, I was like, yeah, it was just a very feel good movie, and they captured the characters very well. Like you know, Bill and Ted back together again. They they nailed it. You know, I I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. You know, how much were the daughters? <laughs> In the, we're in the movie. That's the only critique I think I can get is I wanted more. It's a very it's only ninety minutes, so it was like done, and I was like, wow. oh, but so I would have got out and they said, yeah, yeah, I would have loved to have seen more of the daughters on their adventure because they were going back in time and meeting Jimi Hendrix and shit. You know, <laughs> I, right. I was like, I wanted more of that. You know, so it's like two sides, two stories going on there. One went to the future, yeah. one went to the past, and kind of going back and forth. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So. so it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I'll give it a four out of five. I mean, I, I was just had so much joy watching this movie. You know, now, let me ask after you, the week I had. <laughs> yeah, it's been a shitty week. But so let me ask you, how did you see it? I got it on VOD. You know, I oh uh, yeah, because I think it was on Amazon Prime. Do, do you have Amazon Prime? I got well, yeah, but I got it on Vudu. Vudu, okay, because yeah. I think I, I don't know for sure. I have to take a look inside. I think it's on Amazon Prime Video already. Okay. Like you know, if you sign up for the switch, I, I don't know. I might oh. have to take a look at that again, but you know, I'll I just bought. I just like because you can own it. it. It wasn't like remember when the hunt and uh, those other movies came out where you had to rent it. You could only rent it for twenty bucks. Right. So well, it wasn't I, like could, that. Yeah. You could actually own it. So I just bought it, and now I got it, and it comes with all the extras and all that stuff. And uh, so yeah, I, I I really dug on it. It was a lot of fun. Nice. So let me. I'm actually looking at it right now. Bill and Ted face the music. Let's see. Let's see. Bill and Ted's. Oh, bogus journey, bogus journey, bogus journey. Ah, fucking words up. <laughs> Let's see, Bill and Ted. I don't think it's on Amazon Prime because just telling people how to get it if they wanted to get it. Ah, here we go. Is it there? It is not on Amazon Prime Video. I don't not know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay, so you have to buy the movie. You can either rent it for twenty dollars or you can buy it flat out for twenty four ninety nine. Now here's the thing: last time when they were doing this uh, with whatever movie they're doing, they didn't even give you the op- the hunt right. They didn't give yeah. you the option to buy it. No. Right. No. Which doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you rent it for $20 when you can buy it for $25? That, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I just bought it. I'm like, fuck it. I'm, you know. Yeah. I mean, like a $5 <laughs> difference. That makes sense. Just, yeah. just buy it and be done with it, you know. Yeah. And Maybe I already watched it twice. I mean, I watched it again. <laughs> right. So you already got your money's worth out of it, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So let's move on to the next. The reason I want to get that one out the way, because the next one, I don't know where this one is going. I kind of know where it's going. Oh, but not the other movie we saw. The other movie we saw. We saw two movies, not one, but two. We're giving you. We're back. We're almost back to being a movie podcast like we were when we first started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before the world went to shit. Uh, so the next movie we're gonna do, which one I'm gonna do? Bam, that one. Uh, the New Mutants. That is the movie we saw this weekend. That is the movie that has been getting a whole lot of buzz going on right now. Uh, I have the bo- box office numbers right now, Eli. It is number one. I'm trying to see how much money did well, it no make shit. this week. 
I mean, out of what choices, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I I can't read these numbers. It almost did ten million. Almost. It's like right under ten million for the weekend. That's which, not bad for a pandemic, I guess. <laughs> That's probably the best one so far, I think, right? Probably so. I mean, yeah, yeah it it's like it's like, but this is worldwide, you know, but I yeah. mean Yeah, I mean, but like a lot of the movies weren't even breaking a like five hundred thousand, you know. Right, couldn't even get it. Right, <laughs> they weren't like, even breaking a million, you know. So, <laughs> right. So at least they did something to get there. So yeah, we saw New Mutants. Uh, I'm trying to think. Should I let you go first? You like it? I'm, I'm gonna let you go first because, like I said, this is okay. how we do it. I'm gonna collect my thoughts because I don't know what you're gonna say. I, I think I know what you're gonna say, but I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend like I'm shocked, depending on what you say. Okay. Um. Well. It's not that bad. <laughs> I know everybody's shitting on this movie because it's like trending, and that shitting on this movie is trending. It's a right, <laughs> and that's a, that's how the internet is. They always exaggerate. Go ahead, I'll let you finish. I'm not. It's not the dumpster fire that everyone's making it out to be. It's not great either, but it's <laughs> it's, 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 it's I. It's I. You know, a, you know, a capital O and a capital K. <laughs> You know, um, I liked it better than BBS. Hey, <laughs> I, I guess better, like better than the Ant Man movies. You know, I liked it better than Apocalypse. Come on, if you're gonna troll, 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 troll like say better than any MCU movie. You know, just, just really go there. Just really drive the point home. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to like put it into perspective. Like if if you if you watch Agents of Shield, like come on. <laughs> like five five years worth of it how long did that show go on like damn like, well <laughs> seven seasons but they kind of kept whatever yeah. but you know it's it's totally mediocre it's fine it's not great but it doesn't suck you know it's not like last stand bad you know or because you know what i don't i don't even like any of those brian singer x-men i didn't like a x-men movie to like first class so i enjoyed it more than that okay you know? okay so let me okay so i didn't mean to cut you off so what you're saying is this is one of the best x-men movies instead of the worst <laughs> sure I'm, but I'm that's just, coming, I'm from, just me. To, that's yeah, coming okay. from me because okay I, I don't I'm, like the I'm trying to get clarity i'm trying to get clarity you know transparency you're talking to i don't like I, the X-Men. right <laughs> so we're flex but okay um <laughs> So that being said, it's totally fine. It's okay. It's not total ter- totally terrible. Um, but then again, you kind of it's not you're not getting the Avengers. You're not getting an Avengers movie. You're not getting an MCU movie. This isn't some big epic extravaganza. It is a a more low-key character study. You know, that's what they were going for. They're going for a low budget, confined character study about overcoming trauma. That's essentially what it is. Five kids overcoming PTSD with yeah. some horror shit that's not really horror in it. Um, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel like the movie was really short. Um, I was like, that's it at the end? Like, <laughs> you know? That was, that was a plus to me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Um, there was a uh, 
like I can tell like okay maybe you should have did some re reshoots because I feel like there wasn't enough character development like they couldn't <laughs> they, they were old as fuck by then <laughs> yeah I know it's like because like there wasn't any like character backgrounds like can if you're a cannonball fan don't even see it <laughs> Right, because they don't go. He doesn't get to do shit. And, and that's what that's what I want. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't mean to cut y'all, but I, I'm wondering about this movie because the thing is with us, we know the characters, we know yeah. the background, so we brought in that knowledge that we have to this movie to relate to these characters. But if we didn't know who the fuck these people were, could we relate to them? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can yeah. see through that's that lens. That's what I'm saying. It's like I know who they are. I right. read the comics. I'm familiar with their backstories, but. Like if you came in and don't know shit about this universe or shit about these characters, you wouldn't know anything at the end of the movie either. You right. Know? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like they didn't they it was like like if you don't know these characters, you might be confused as fuck yeah. what happens. Like what what okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, like there was moments of like, okay, the horror, there was there's no horror in this movie. Really like, not. For me, I'm a horror fan. I didn't there was nothing. There was elements of that, but they didn't push it like they should have, you know, because you knew that you knew it was all just nightmares. You knew it wasn't real, you know, right. you know, because it's Danny doing all the shit. So there was no threat, you know. Well, um, spoiler, you know, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> if you've never read a new mutant comic, which yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you haven't. <laughs> um, About the only thing that I connected with was. Rain and Danny's romance. That's about the only thing I gave a shit about. Um, but other than that, I yeah, it was it was uh it was disappointing. Yeah. I mean especially, you know, we talk about Black Panther and what right. that represented. This was the first movie, and I'm I'm not gonna go into it yet because then I'll be on I'll be on a rant for now. But as a Native American fan comic book fan this is the first movie with the nate with one of the prominent native american superheroes right like and, and she was the lead she was the she, lead in the movie she was the lead and they right. don't do shit there's nothing and is she is she that's how shitty like re, native representation is in comic books is danny moonstar the most popular native american comic hero Besides Warpath, who don't do I was going to say, Forge and, you know. <laughs> but what does Forge do? Forge doesn't do shit in the comics. At least yeah, Danny Moonstar was, like, the yeah. leader, you know. Right. Yeah, Warpath, they don't even take Forge on missions. He just stay yeah, in the base and shit. He's, yeah. yeah, he's just back on the res, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Warpath gets every X-Force comic with Warpath. He gets his ass kicked first. So then Wolverine or Cable or somebody else could come in and beat the bad guy. Like right. that sucks, you know, and they all say, <laughs> oh, yeah, except that one time he was on the mountain, you know, listening to the wind and shit. And but, <laughs> but that, you know, warp, I, you know, so is it Danny Moonstar? Is is she the most prominent? Native I, I would I would say so. I would say so. Because yeah. like I said, they've had Warpath in X Moon before, but he's like killed off in like five minutes and shit. Died, like, yeah. Warpath was in uh, Days of Future Past. He, he said yep. like. Three words and he died twice. So fuck that shit. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. So native representation in comic book movies have sucked. And I was really looking forward to this, you know, because I wanted to get, I wanted this to be like the native Black Panther. <laughs> right. 
and and honestly, it should have been, but there's no. Nope, this turned out to be our the native ghost in the shell, or just a na- <laughs> just this type of native the shit we always get. Right. <laughs> the shit we always get, just bullshit. <laughs> oh man! All right, so let, let me go. Let me go. Let me talk about this <laughs> fucking movie, man. Yeah. All right, you better go on because I got more. I got. Oh yes. No, let's go. I'm going to say what I got to say, and you can say what you got to say, then I'm going to say what I got to say after that, because this movie, okay, (laughs) people want to know, is this movie good? No. Is this movie bad? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But we got to, we got, there's levels to badness. So how bad is this movie? Is it like a complete train wreck like Fan Forced it? No, it's not. Uh, Is it like spectacularly like like bad, like memorable bad, like Catwoman or Batman and Robin, like something so bad you'll remember it. No, it's not. And honestly, that kind of even hurts it then. Like it's so, it's bad, but it's not bad enough to be entertainingly bad. It's just, yeah. So yeah, honestly, yeah, it's just, yeah. Like uh, it's only hyped because so many times they got pushed back. But the thing about this movie is that for the first two thirds of this movie, Eli, I was bored out of my fucking mind. Because I knew what the plot was. I knew what the twist was. Like I said, we picked the comic before, so we knew where it was going. So since we knew where it was going, it was just going through the motions. It was just like, what the fuck ever. And then when it finally got to the third act, it was like, oh, yeah, we come from a comic book. Let's throw every fucking comic book thing we can. And it's just like, what? <laughs> so yeah, it's got, like, it, it, 15, but the thing, we got 15 minutes left. We better do this now. <laughs> right. And see, the thing is, what they think they're doing is that, oh, we build you up to this now here's the payoff. It didn't feel like that. What it felt like was a complete tonal shift that actually took me even further out of the movie. Because they, they, I think they felt that its last scenes would be badass, but it didn't come off badass. It was just like, uh, what the fuck ever. So yeah, the ending was totally. No, I'll let you go because I got. Yeah, I got. Yeah, shit. I mean that's the thing. Like the ending, it, it felt like they thought that. Oh yeah, we we saved up for this. This the moment. It completely fell apart for me. And yes, there was a bunch of action shit that went around, but I didn't care about any of it because I didn't care about any of these characters. Now, yeah. for me personally, let's talk about because the thing about when people talk about bad movies, they blame everybody except the actors. No, it's the actors in this movie. It's only two that I like. Now I know you don't like her, but Ileana, I like her. Well, I didn't because, like her as a character. I mean, yeah, she did. I she, didn't played, like, she played a good. She played a good. She she played a good bitch. That's what I. Yes, <laughs> yes, she played a bitch very well. That's why yeah. I liked it because basically, when she was on screen, she was engaging. Like she and and the actress that played her, Anna, whatever she she was in one of those uh oh uh, not in like Shyamalan movies. Uh, I haven't seen that. I know what you're talking it, about. Mr. Glass. I think she was in Mr. Glass. I think she was in it. So she's actually like like on on her way up. Like she, this is. When when she gets big, she'll forget this movie. We'll forget this movie she was ever in it. You know, she's on her way. Uh, your I'm girl, always- yeah, your girl Rain, uh, Wolfsbane, the, the one from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I liked her. I thought she, I thought she did a part. She was, she was engaging. She was on screen. She played the role. I really believe she was Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane is one of my favorite new mutant characters. So when she was on screen, I believe I was looking at Wolfsbane. You know, everybody yeah. else sucked. Sorry. I know your girl. I know your girl, Blue Hunt. And I, I know what she was doing. I know why she was so bland because she was our point of view. Because she's, since she's the main character, she's our point of view character. She's the character we see the movie through. So she's not supposed to be, you know, overexcited or supposed to be like this, you know, outlandish personality. That, that's what Ileana was for. They didn't give her anything. They didn't give her shit to do. That's good. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But right, they didn't give anything to do. And and Cannonball and that other I'm gonna get to that other fucker in a second. They were complete boring. Like I don't remember them in the movie. I don't know who they acting. I'm pretty sure if I see either one of them in another movie, I would forget who they were. I'm like, you, you might look like somebody I know, but I don't really know. So and the thing about this movie, like they pushed it as a horror movie. It was not a horror movie. Yeah. It you know what it was? Yeah. It was a YA movie. It was a young adult Hunger Games Divergent. That's what it was. It was not even a comic book movie. It was like Divergent. It was more Divergent than the Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, if they would have went full Nightmare on Elm Street, like the premise made it sound like, that would have been a cool ass movie. That would have been cool, you know. Or even like uh like Danny Moonstar, if it would have made it, you, it, I didn't really feel like she was being tortured with all her powers and stuff like that. Uh, they yeah. didn't really set the demon bear. That's the thing. Here's the thing about they, the movie. There's so much. They, didn't explain anything you know that's right that's the thing you know so they didn't explain anything about it didn't explain the characters didn't explain the writing was shitty the acting was shitty uh the camera work was shitty it was just so fucking dark all the time uh it was boring as fuck it was the director was mediocre like he like a lot of horror shit that he even when he tried to go to the horror shit he couldn't pull it off I'm sorry. I don't know where this guy came from, but he couldn't even do horror like he was supposed to. So the one thing they were supposed to do to make this movie set apart from every other comic book movie, it failed at that. Yeah. So and that that's one thing I do want to give the movie credit for. It did. I give the movie credit for at least trying to attempt something different. It it, it had a it had a moment. It felt like what fans for stick failed at tried to do. At least this movie succeeded at what it was trying to do. Where it didn't completely just fall in the face, it just completely fall off. So at least it was trying to be a horror movie, you know. Oh, and it ripped off the Breakfast Club. Like, what the fuck? And that's another thing about this movie. Like, I know you caught the Breakfast Club scene, right? I don't know. <laughs> I know you've seen that movie. No, I know you're not I've that damn metal. Club, but I, 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 know, I know you're not I that damn make... metal. You haven't seen Breakfast Club. Like I've seen the time. Breakfast Club, yeah. I think I was just <laughs> too pissed off at other shit. I was, this, okay. movie, pissed, this movie pissed me off. I this movie pissed off. me off too, but I'm, I'm not getting to the pissed off shit yet. I'm getting to that for a second. I'm just that's the thing right now. I'm right now. I'm just reviewing the movie as a movie. All that other bullshit. We'll talk about that in a second. So the movie was trying to do so much stuff, but it basically it succeeded or even barely worked at anything. Like it was trying to be a horror movie, failed. Trying to be a YA movie, failed. Trying to be Nightmare on Elm Street, failed. Trying to be a comic movie, failed. Fails left and right. You know the creepy factor, all that shit failed. So it was just like a waste of movie. Like, why does this movie even exist? Why did they even make this movie? If they're not even going to follow the source material. They didn't even follow the source material. No. You know, the, the whole point of the movie, like at the end, okay, I, I, fuck, yeah. I'll spoil the movie. I don't give a fuck. At least give don't me, yeah, like, give me, give me the native zombies, which was corny and fucking the That's the thing. Give, and that's the, that's the thing. Like you said, you, something. And that's <laughs> you know? the thing, Eli. You said you wanted this to be the native Black Panther. Why the fuck it wasn't? Why wasn't it? Why didn't just throw Danny Moonstar and didn't really give anything to do when the Demon Bear yeah. storyline was like deep in Native American culture? At least that's what Chris Claremont said. Like you know, he like he did the whole story that the Demon Bear represented, you know, co uh, colonization. You know how uh, Europeans took over Native American land. He could have threw all this stuff in there, or how it represents the evil and bad side. He could like really threw in like any kind of folklore or did some research on a movie, but they were too lazy to do that shit. Yeah. You know, no, this was not from a native perspective at all. 
it, at all. And that's the thing. You can tell when you just throwing in shit and it's not uh, sincere or from from that level. That's that's why this movie fucking sucks. So all these reviewers saying that the movie was mediocre. The movie was not that bad. No, fuck this movie. Man, I'm telling you, it was terrible. Do not go see this movie. Now, is it the worst X-Men movie? I don't think it's the worst, but there was some really shitty X-Men movies. So that's the reason it's not that bad. Overall, it's bad, but it's not bad enough to be remembered. If this thing came out like 2017, we would have completely forgotten this movie ever existed. You know, and that's the crazy thing about it. Like what they didn't tell you is that, believe it or not, this movie actually does tie into the X-Men universe. I'm not going to say it because I don't really care. It was just like, oh, okay, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't really care either. <laughs> right. You know? So it was it, – because at this point, it doesn't matter. You know, Disney got this shit. They're going to fire everybody. They didn't want to put this fucking movie out. And I see why they didn't, you know. Um, all right, now I'm going to let you go again, Eli, and I'm going to come back and talk about the shit that actually pissed me off. Now we can get to the what pissed me off shit. Okay, well, what pissed me off – was the fact that yeah, th there there is no native identity in this movie. There's nothing native right. about this movie at all. Um, the only like sense of Danny's indigenous identity is the racist shit that Ileana says to her. Right, and that's why I was pissed off for like half the movie. Right, I was like, I wanted Danny to punch that bitch. Like, right, I could not. I could not stand Ileana. I really couldn't. I hated right. her. And it's the, the thing, like, Danny movie. had to do something to her for her to I, just say that I wanted her to beat the shit out of her. And this is what pisses me off about Native representation and Native portrayals in movies. Is Native women don't take that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I'm sick of these Native women being portrayed as these timid, fucking submissive Fucking what, like like she's the Land of Lakes butter bitch, you know. On her knees, here you go, pilgrims. You know, right. like fuck that <laughs> shit. I fucking hate that shit. And that's basically what I got. Ileana talking all this racial shit to her, and I just wanted Danny to beat the shit out of her. And it was just frustrating, you know. Just yeah, I was. <laughs> Ileana just I must. I, that's probably what triggered me. I was triggered. Because Ileana, honestly, when honestly, Eli, when I when I saw that part, I was like, "Oh, I know Eli gonna hate this shit." I, yeah, I, I knew I mean, he was gonna well, hate this yeah, shit. Yeah, so yeah, we deal with racism all the time, but at least punch the bitch, you know? Right. Give me Get that. some this payback on it. Right. This is a superhero movie, right? She's a superhero, right? This is right. our 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 native comic book superhero. Do some super shit, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Give me some cathar, like like when bitch ass Superman broke up the fucking truck in Man of Steel. You right, <laughs> like do something. Give me that. <laughs> like cathartic. do some super shit. Right. Yeah, give me that cathartic release that we get from superhero movies, and they didn't do that shit because Ileana was a fucking cunt. I couldn't stand her. She was like the total embodiment of that, uh, that the the hot white girl superiority complex. You know, I'm I'm right. hot. The main I'm blonde. girl. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to fuck me. Everyone wants to be my friend. Everybody's nice to me. That's what she embodies, and I fucking couldn't stand that shit. And when you got you put her in a movie with a native woman, right. and don't fucking do anything about it, that was whack, whack. <laughs> you know. And then the whole demon bear thing. Right. When she just pets the bear at the end, like oh. If, if the demon bear was supposed to be 
Danny's power, which it's not in the comics. Right. It's got a completely <laughs> separate sign energy they, that they, they were trying to protect it, it from. They, yeah. They fucked that whole idea up. So if the demon bear was supposed to be a part of Danny's power and part of Danny's identity. In the end, she was supposed to tame it. She was supposed to hide it and subdue it and not be fucking native. Cause that's what I got out of that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They said okay, embrace this shit. Like, okay, you know, just, yeah. I'm making y'all uncomfortable. I'll just, you know, I'll take off, I'll take off these feathers and put on this baseball mm-hmm. hat. Because <laughs> Danny was <laughs> passive the entire time through the movie. Yes. Right. That's what was so frustrating, you know, and the fact that you can tell, yeah, this is non-Indians working on this shit. They did not. It's like they Google. Yes, that story about the two bears. That's a meme on the fucking internet that all these hipster (laughs) new agers, you know, stare on their timelines to make themselves feel culture. Right, you know, only it's wolves in the meme, and they change it to a bear. It's like all they did was Google some shit, Wikipedia Native Americans, and then threw that in the script, and they didn't do it. that. Was that was their research, you know? Right, you know. So this is the type I mean, of shit was, that Hollywood need to get away from, right? Yes, you know, and we talk about yes, Black Panther. You know, when we see Black Panther or movies like Get Out and like The Watchmen or Lovecraft Country, what's going on? These stories. There, you're seeing that person of color perspective and 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 how these stories you know represent our history and 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 resilience and resistance and all that stuff you get that i didn't get that from this it's just the same old stereotypical shit you know because right. like the bear yes giant bears are part of native mythology native stories you know that they, they they could have opened up the, the opening scene of this movie could have been thousands and thousands of years ago. You know, yeah. a giant bear was tearing up the landscape and a bunch of native warriors were fighting it. That could have been the beginning of this fucking movie. Oh, you know, they have any and money that, for that. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and that's how they, they gave the abilities, like the warrior power. You know, they, they could have explored mutants from a native perspective. What does a right. person with special abilities mean to native traditions because i bet you they had one you know especially if they made danny gay you know if danny's a gay character the gay community the lgbtq community traditionally that's inherent to native traditions Mm -hmm. the gay community had a role in native culture you know whether it be two-spirit or the third or a third or multiple genders they that the gay community had a role us, they were considered sacred in native traditions. They could have explored that, you know, especially with this character. If they were going to make her gay and check all, all they these had boxes, to do, is just do their home right. Exactly. Yeah. Do. You know, now, now, let me say what pissed me off before we get there. Let's go to the calls and see what we got. Uh, I heard director cancel deleted his Twitter for racism. Uh, yeah, fuck that guy. I, I think the guy look like <laughs> <laughs> now. Here's my thing about that because that's actually what the fuck pissed me off. Now, like you said, Eli, they're going around just checking boxes. Okay, yes. they have they have one person of color in the movie, so they they got that taken care of. You know, they got a, a homosexual relationship in it. They got that taken care of, so they checked all these boxes. They're good. Meanwhile, they whitewashed everything else in it in that role. Because when we yeah. talk about Sunspot, uh, Roberto, look at this. They don't look alike. What the <laughs> fuck is this? Yeah. So that guy didn't even look Hispanic. I mean, I know he is, but he didn't even look Hispanic. <laughs> you know. So and not only that, Cecilia Reyes. You know, she got dreadlocks. What the fuck that happened? Now, I, I get the point that, 
Rosario Dawson was supposed to play that role, and I would have been cool with that, and she dropped out. But, damn, that don't mean just say fucking just go a different direction. You know? So my thing is, Eli, why are they pushing the the, the lesbian relationship, which was not originally in the comics and which alters the uh, relationship that was in the comics? They altered it into a complete different relationship because they're trying to do something different. But the, the diversity that was in the comics that they did push for, they completely erased that. Why Why are they doing that? What, what the fuck is going on? It was just, they yeah, lazy. It, it's lazy. They're checking boxes. Like, yeah, because yeah. they, they checked three boxes with Danny. You got right. a native, you got a woman, and a gay. Gay person. Right. So they're okay. rule of three. Rule of three. So they, We're good. Yeah, they got three. They checked out three diversity boxes. <laughs> the rest is for the white folks, you know? Right. <laughs> so that's why you showed a picture. Everybody better look. Everybody, like, Danny better be the darkest person on that picture. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah. we can't sell this movie, you know? And and I get Sunspot because this Sunspot thing has been controversial for a while because let's go back to Days Future Past. Look at this and look at this because that's what we look at Days Future Past. So they've completely whitewashed uh, Sunspot like for, for decades now. Like he just completely forgot where he came from. Like, like yes, Afro-Latinos or Afro-Latinx is a thing. It's a real thing, Hollywood. It's okay to embrace it. You won't confuse people. So... <laughs> I yeah, know, I mean, they, they like they could have. This could have been a an opportunity that they missed to really explore right. mutants, the mutant mythology through a native perspective, and they fucked it all up. You know, uh, it, it, it it's yeah, that's what really got me in the end. Like they, I, I was really hoping, I was really excited to see a Native American superhero on in a movie, and they ruined it you know so now we ain't gonna get another one for who knows when exactly because they <laughs> fucked it up so they're like we're like we're yeah. done with new mutants not like, that's the thing so yeah. now when you even say new mutants the name regardless of what property you do or other movie you do now it's a laughing stock yeah like you can't even say that's the movie why, people keep a straight face anymore yeah that's why especially that's in a year like yeah like we talk you keep saying black panther love lovecraft country and you know the movie blood quantum the native zombie right. movie made and starring native Americans, a native horror flick from a native perspective, you know, in in a day and age where that's going on, where you see true representation and from the, the native point of view that, you know, sure, it's an okay zombie movie, but as a native American movie, it's like, there's nothing else like it. You right. Know? You know, and that's what we go back to Black Panthers. Like, yeah, it's an okay superhero movie, but to the black community, it's so much more than that. Right. It means you know? something more. Right. Yeah. And that's what they could have did with this, you know, and I just wish, you know, they I'll just, commend they, them. Were, yeah, they were too lazy with it. That's yeah, I'll commend them for at least trying to get some natives, some actors. You know, um, well, your boy Hunt, uh, Adam Beach was in it. Wasn't Adam Beach was in it. Your boy yeah. Adam Beach was in yeah. it. Yeah, he got he got a paycheck. Blue Hunt, controversial, but hey, you know, and this whole Blue and that's Hunt the thing, thing. Like we were talking, and that's the thing. Like maybe she could have fought for. You know. I understand she's young. I understand she's trying to get a foot and roads like this don't come around long, but you know, she could have fought for something. Yeah. I, I wrote, I, I read, I just read a interview with her and um, she was saying she almost didn't even take the role because she felt she wasn't native enough that people would question her native identity because she was adopted out. And, right. um, and she questioned doing that. And then when the backlash happened, she kind of went into hiding. That's why you never saw her on Twitter or anything. <laughs> she kind of right because they like, would come after her, like yeah, <laughs> because that was that and that and this is we've been talking about we've been talking about new mutants on my 
Geek Savs, for those who don't know, I did another podcast from a native perspective. The native we nerds will podcast. bring Geek's ass back. Yeah, Geek's one of these ass days, will return. <laughs> yeah, one of these days when I get my shit together, we're kind of on hiatus <laughs> right now. But um, but yeah, we we talked about the new mutants, Danny Moonstar as a character. We tracked the making of this movie, you know, because this is right up our alley, you know. So right. we knew the whole blue hunt controversy where they some natives don't think she's actually native. Right. Um, and that's that's she's a controversy. This it's controversy. So even and, may, and maybe that's why they cast her as well. I'm not not knocking Blue Hunt. Like I said, I don't know her, but I'm just saying maybe that's why they casted the role because she's native but not too native. Yeah. Or you know, or something. Yeah. Or yeah. Like that may be how she got the role. You know, we don't want you too native. You know, you yeah. can't look too ethnic looking. You gotta be, you know, just uh, just enough so you don't look like everybody else, but not too much, you know. And that's probably why she got the role. That's probably why she didn't say shit. Cause I'm just collect this paycheck, but at the same time, you gotta understand when you take roles like this, you're throwing your own race under the bus. Yeah, because I like like, like is that worth a paycheck? I mean, you're you're being a sellout. You're being a sellout. I'm just saying. And and that was controversy. Like, I've gotten into arguments with other native native fans about this. You know, right? Whether or not she is, whether or not you know, like, and there's Man. there's two ways. Okay, yeah. If she, if she, let's say she's not native, let's go through the, you know, both sides. If she's not native, she's just another pretendian, pretending hmm. to be Indian, right. taking another role from a native actor. Because that know? exotic, because selling herself as an exotic look can open up for, for any yeah. kind of role. Yeah. You know? And it's not true representation. You're, you're whitewashing the role. This has gone on for natives since the dawn of Hollywood getting Italians and Mexicans and Asians to portray natives in film. That's, right. that is a problem we have to deal with and we're trying to stop. Mm -hmm. But let's just say she is telling the truth and she was adopted out and wasn't raised on the res and raised in a white family. What does that say about natives and, and right. how our acceptance, how we accept those outsiders and what, you know, we it's, it's controversial. You know, right. so I'd, and, I'd, and like I'm, to, I'm, yeah. I'd like to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, you, you're, you know, you're all. But, but we just you know? talked about this. You know, water in the in the desert. You know, yeah. it's not like we got any other native superheroes out there. Yeah, this is like I said. This might be our most popular native superhero. Right. So, know? so it could <laughs> honestly, Eli. I'm, I'm not throwing you under the bus, but it could make you look like in a bad light, trashing I, her. When you don't have any other superheroes around, and the one you yeah. get, you shit on. Them. <laughs> yeah, like I really, I really wanted to believe her. You know, I was, <laughs> I was hyped. Like I said, I was hyped for this movie, but I'm not shitting on her. I'm shitting on the writers and the, for the, the 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 directors and who made this and didn't do but, the but research. Like said, she she could have pushed something in there. You know, instead of just taking just taking whatever you give me. You know, I, and I get it. She's young. Yeah, she's so young. So it ain't like she's she has. Like, Right, 21 right now. She was like probably 18, 17, 18 when she was on 15. This. Whenever yeah. This, yeah. this movie came out, like, when? yeah, this was supposed to come out like three years ago, right? And it was shooting like four years ago, so, right. she, <laughs> so I'm not knocking her, but you know, it's it's just it's just a damn shame. Like, I, I was I was excited for this, and it's been it's been agonizing watching it get delayed watching everybody shit on it 
and just it's gonna suck it's gonna suck this movie sucks and not and not getting how much it means to native fans and what right. it, what this meant to us and because they checking boxes they don't yeah. care <laughs> yeah they've done they've done their part and you know yeah yeah so I watch panther again <laughs> <laughs> just to get that feeling that i well, wanted what do we from call it? right what do we call it virtue signaling virtue signaling that's what they're doing we we've done our job yeah. so yeah let, let's, let's go to the call let's see yeah. what we got uh want to be woke faith versus this is a pretty racist russian bitch was mean as fuck jesus christ we well, like the russian bitch you now, I that's one thing it. i did I want, I, well i, I, I like i love to i love to hate her that's the thing <laughs> like the fact that she made me hate her made me like her I'm like okay you've done your job you know, and, and it that's made the me thing, hate, like it made me hate Birdo. For he's like, oh, she's so hot. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I want to. <laughs> Danny right. punched his ass too. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> Since you want to be the fucking boyfriend and shit, right? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. That, that's my thing about that. Just because she was acting so much like a bitch, I like she pulled the bitch roll off right. So at least we got that going for the movie. You know. Yeah. Oh shit, I was gonna talk about video game shit. I'm just gonna pass by that because we actually re running too long. I was trying to keep it at a certain time and past the time we were supposed to keep it at Eli. We've gone past that. So we're just going <laughs> to just jump right into it. And we're going to talk about this, the comic book part where we talk about comic book bullies, the part where everybody leaves. But don't leave. because This is the book that you've been begging us to do and been, you know, knocking on the door. Like, when does the book come out? When does the book come out? What's going on with this? The three jokers. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the three jokers. That is the book we're going to talk about. And that is the thing that is happening. So the book, what's going on right now? Uh, Eli, you read this one, didn't you? I did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know you're excited about it. <laughs> I did, yes. Okay. For your, for our for our lovely audience, you know. <laughs> <laughs> for you, you know. For all, all two of you. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah. So the base of the book starts off with that. We see uh, Batman. He's driving, and he's just driving right into, like, uh, his parents' tombstone. Because he got fucked up from another mission again. And this is the thing that really fucked me up when I saw this. You got, let me see if I can shoot this without fucking everything up. Yeah, look at this. They actually show all the scars that Batman has on him. You know, and that's actually like the theme of this whole book that we're talking about. Like Alfred's passion. And so that means since Alfred is here, that means this is definitely like an Elseworld story. Because Alfred's dead, which we will get to later on in this book. So basically, Alfred's patching him up. He's talking about all the scars he had, and it's actually like pretty cool. So you see the scars he has, you know, scars of Bane, you know, beating the shit out of him. You got Riddler doing that shit, Catwoman scratching him, and then they also get a uh, picture of Crime Alley where his parents get shot for the fifty million time, and you know, Alfred saying like some wound, this wound isn't gonna heal, you know, but he was talking about the the wound that he brought into the Batcave with him. So going forward, basically there are. The Joker has committed a crime. He kills some people. Then two minutes later, they say, oh, Joker killed some more people across town. Then it gets another thing. Joker kills some more people even across another town. So so there's three Jokers running around. They're like, how the hell is there three Jokers going around? Also, Batgirl and Red Hood also on here. Of course, they have to be here because they're also victims of Joker in the past. So, uh, as a matter of fact, Red Hood even still has the scars from Joker beating him, smashing his head with a crossbow. Uh, you know, um, crossbow, crowbar. I said it wrong, crowbar. So <laughs> they go, yeah, so they go to Ace Chemicals because that's where Joker did his first crime. And Batman, you know, is talking to Batgirl. She shows up and, she, you know, while they're doing it, Batman can tell, you know, 
Commissioner Gordon is like staring at Batgirl the whole time. And Bat Batman is like, okay, you know. So he knows something is up, you know, especially when they keep talking about the Joker stuff like that. So when they riding, you know, Batman is like, uh, does, does Gordon know? Does Gordon know what the hell you're doing? He's like, nah, nah, he doesn't know. He's just saying this shit. So while that's going on, they take uh one of the dudes actually wakes up. So instead of and the Joker didn't kill him, they take him to the hospital. And while he's in the ambulance, he gets choked out by the Red Hood. And so he's like, where's the Joker? Tell me where the Joker is. So Batman, you know, stops him from beating the shit out of him. Uh, and he basically, why are you here? He's like, I'm here because I found out that the Joker is back. And I need to take him out because you guys keep fucking up all the time. So I need to make sure you got to come back. So we finally get to the Joker. And that's when you see the first two Jokers. Now, here's the thing I don't like, Eli. Oh, this is one thing I really didn't like. And this is personal for me. Uh, the two Jokers that we meet, they're, they're two alike. I can't tell the difference. I don't even know which one is the cr clown, the comedian, or the uh, the whatever. You know. Oh, and this traumatizing right here. Large Mars Trucking. Now, I'm going to oh, tell you why this, why this traumatized me. Is that from Pee Wee Herman? It's from Pee Wee Herman. Because Pee Wee Herman, the movie, actually scarred me for life. Did it? Yes. It scarred me for life. Especially the large Marge scene. Really? It scarred me. It it fucked, it fucked me up today. <laughs> I can't watch that movie. No shit. <laughs> I, like, seriously, I cannot watch that movie. Like, if somebody even if it came on, I'm changing that shit. That, that movie is worse than Exorcist. Or Nightmare <laughs> Elm Street, it's worse than. That. Are you scared of clowns too? I don't, I'm not scared of clowns, but that movie, you know what? Because I saw it when I was young, and the movie was all goofy and shit. I would expect, and then when the large Mars scene came, it came out. It, I like, I'm traumatized. I can't watch nothing else in this movie. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, so yeah, but I, I get it because significance. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is Tim Burton's first movie, so I guess that's why it's significant. Anyway. So oh wow oh shit yeah so Check it's you out yeah symbolism yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> uh so Go anyway deep yeah so there's three jokers even though the other two jokers look the same there is an older joker that's there also he kind of looks Jack Nicholas ish kind of think maybe I don't know but anyway the point is that he's saying we need to make another joke because they stole all the chemicals from ace chemicals and they drove them to this hideout he's saying the older joker is saying we need to make another joker so basically like batman red hood and bad girls theory is that there's one real joker and the other jokers are basically imposters like basically he joker venom them willingly basically like harley quinn it basically made like male harley quinn's you know according to them so they go to the gotham aquarium and that's when Batman sees and Batman, Batgirl and Red Hood, they see Joker fish or piranha. And then they see a Joker shark. All this shit is this shit Joker does. Matter of fact, specifically this shit that the Silver Age Joker does, you know. Uh, so then one of the Silver Age Joker's goons, henchmen, uh, like some dwarf name, what was the name? Peggy or Punchy? Whatever like that. Honestly, remember the, the, the dwarf that was in the little person that was in Joker, the movie Joker? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was him, or not, not necessarily him, but like a nod to him. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking for. So anyway, he shows up on here to fight. The, I'm here for the Joker, but we're making sure that we don't kill the Red Hood. So they start fighting and doing some bullshit, and then the Red Hood actually uh shoots the glass of the of the the tank where the little dwarf is there, and then actually the shark gets through, and the shark eats him. You know, that's a pretty cool scene. Uh. Yeah. And then the actual Joker shows up. 
The Joker shows up, throws Piranha at Batman, takes Batman out. They they beat the shot Joker. There's like like very little effort. They take him out. And then he starts talking. And this is the thing that got me when the Joker starts talking. Because Batman says, uh, he gets a call from Gordon. Gordon said, we got the other Joker at the other location. Batman says, okay, I'm about to go. You guys take him to Arkham. I'm going to handle this. So he leaves Batgirl and Red Hood, Jason Todd, with this crazy-ass Joker. And this Joker just saying all kind of fucked up shit. He knows everything about him. Oh, yeah, Jason, remember when I bashed your head in with a crowbar? Yeah, uh, guess what? I really didn't kill you. I didn't want to kill you because it would be fun not to kill you. So while he's talking all this shit, I'm trying to remember what he said. Oh, yeah. Talking all this shit. And he's saying, remember what you said, Jason, when I bashed your head in with a crowbar? You said, if you don't kill me, I'll do anything you want. I'll, I'll even become your Robin. And then he said, now look at you. You're, you're wearing my old colors. You're calling yourself the Red Hood. You're killing criminals. You're terrorizing Batman. You're making Batman's life live in hell. Guess what? You are my Robin. And that's why uh, that's when uh, Jason Ties is like, man, fuck this. So he pulls out his gun, gets ready to shoot him. But right before he shoots him, like Batgirl throws a battering at him to try to stop him, but she misses. And then that's when Jason Ties shoots him. Boom. Blows his Joker's head off. And Batgirl's like, what the fuck did you do? You killed him. He was like, well, you could have stopped me. And when you threw the bat, like when you threw the battering at me, when do you ever miss? And she was like, screw you, Jason. And then she left. So yeah, Joker's dead. Jason killed him. Or one Joker down. One that down, two to go. Yeah, that one's down, two to go. So yeah, overall, this story was underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, they they build it up. They build it up like it was gonna be this thing. And I know this was supposed to be like some shocking moment, like, oh shit, he killed the Joker. We don't even know if that's the Joker. So like I said, they got three jokers going around, and then they were supposed to make it seem like it was like, you know, when I'm looking for a Jeff John story, I'm like expecting some kind of, you know, theme or, you know, some like deeper meaning going on like that. I didn't get that from this story. I, it just felt like just a leftover story he didn't finish, and he's just finishing up. You expected that after Doomsday Clock? Not after Doomsday Clock. I expected <laughs> this after the Dark Side War, that shit, you know. But it just felt like before Doomsday Clock. <laughs> <laughs> it did come up for Doomsday Clock, so it did. So I, I don't know. I was expecting too much from this. So when I got it, I was like, "So that's the story. They just a bunch of Joker goons that he just did, or maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> it was just <laughs> underwhelming. I, I was expecting more from this story. They built it up so so much. I was expecting something different, and then it was just an okay story. I'm a, I'm gonna stick with it, but because I maybe it'll get better. You know, Jeff Johns usually is reliable, if nothing else. Uh, I um, actually, I thought this was exactly as what what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> like here's here's Jeff Johns mm-hmm. giving us the greatest hits, showing us how much he knows the lore, and giving all the all the throwbacks and all the all the you know all the little comic book nods that the fans will be like, Ooh, I remember that. Cause I'm a comic nerd and I know all this shit. Ooh, right. I love this stuff. You know, that's, what, <laughs> that's but what it, I, <laughs> right. But it wasn't any, any substitute. It was just like, you're right. It was just like a mixtape. That's all it was. Greatest yeah. hits. Just, yeah. And there's this big mystery that I really don't give a shit about, but okay. He's going to give us this long journey and probably, you know, reset the universe or some shit. Again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's just going to be a 
blue balls in the end, like Doomsday Clock. Like after Doomsday, this ain't going on for a year, is it? How many issues is this? <laughs> I don't. I, hopefully, like three or some shit to get this shit. Uh, yeah, to the end I don't. And get, I don't want to read this right. for the next year. Yeah, <laughs> we, this doesn't need to be that long. Let's go to the call. See, what we got comedian Hawaiian shirt, modern age criminals, older guy, golden age, surveillance, so, so Yeah. 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 It's I, just okay. Like he, he's going through the different right Batman and, lore and and and, and I get that. Yeah, referencing and I get the cartoons that. with the fish and the shark and oh, he also referenced that you know like there's two different origins that may have what killed the Wayne. Like maybe there was a mob hit, maybe it was a random goon. Like they made reference yeah. to e- either one. Like Joe whatever, Chill, whatever like, you think. Yeah, Joe Chill was the fall guy or some shit. Like yeah, like whatever you want to believe, it's yeah. there. Like know. basically. A nerd's like a nerd, like a cop, like a pretentious nerd's wet dream. Like, right. oh yeah, well, what about the time when the Joker did that? Didn't fall in the continuity of when they did this <laughs> and that, that, and then that's why Crisis sucked because it ruined that storyline. <laughs> right, and that's the thing. Like a lot of a lot of comic book fans think just because it's, they name drop a bunch of shit from some shit they remember, they think it makes a good comic. That doesn't make a good comic. Yeah. A good story makes a good comic. Yeah, that this just feels like let's throw a bunch of shit that only like bunch of deep cuts from Batman lore. The Batman's, yeah, crisis. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, that might be the name of the yeah, podcast. I'm yeah, in this episode. And, <laughs> yeah, let's just, Joker's Batman. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the Batman who laughs, and that ties into the oh shit. Oh, that's probably what it's gonna be. <laughs> So yeah, overall, I, I still give it a four out of five. I didn't hate it, but as much as they build it up, that was you know, I expected more. Jason Fabok or Fabok, his art. Hey, his art was great. Honestly, I thought it was Gary no. Frank. I thought it was the same dude from yeah. uh from uh Doomsday Clock, but it was like yeah. Jason Fabok. Okay, so he imitating Gary Frank. I'm like, okay, but that that guy, like anything he draws, is awesome. Yeah, Fabok. Like, I've, I've been following Fabok, him for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, he was on uh, Detective, right? He was, was the- he? When during the new while Capullo and Snyder were doing Detective, he was doing like uh, he was doing Detect. No, we're doing the new Fifty Two. Yeah, he was doing like Detective, and I think like Earth. Did he do Earth? Batman Earth Two or something? No, no, no. That was Gary Frank. That's the, that's the thing. Like oh, he, okay. he's drawing like Gary Frank. Like if you put the uh, panels together, you can't tell the difference. But yeah. Faybot normally doesn't draw like that. So Faybot's guy, one of one of the, the dope. One of the they, good. That guy needs more work. Like yeah. DC, give that guy more work. Yeah, as far as Batman, he's one of the go- the cooler Batman artists. You know? Yeah, so, so I, I really he's he definitely one of DC's top tier. So that and that's why I'm giving the book a higher mark because he killed it art wise. He killed it. Yeah, it was really cool to see. Um, yeah, the story wise, I can see where this is going, or <laughs> maybe I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't know the ending, but I can see it's gonna be. I can see what it's gonna be. It's gonna be just. A mystery that I don't really give a shit about. Right, another Joker <laughs> story. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, what, what you got? Uh, what you got next? I don't know. What did What did I do? <laughs> okay. I I'm, just, I'm, I'm just gonna throw it up there. I'm just gonna throw it up there, and you just spitball. Okay. Yeah. It, tell me what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. It, it, okay. You got uh, comic book reviews. Empire, Captain America. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll talk about that. I'll talk okay. about that. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Captain America, Empire number three. This is the the conclusion to that tie-in story arc where Captain America is fighting the Katadi on Earth. Um, the Katadi they uh, raise this big giant mountain monster that's stomping over Mexico City. 
Last issue, Cap and his uh, squad of army dudes, they teamed up with uh, some Kree soldiers, and they went to go fight this big giant monster. And this is the issue. This issue, it's just nothing but action. They're fighting the big giant monster. They're fighting, you know, they got the squad on the ground fighting the troops. You got like the Kree and all their warships in the sky trying to, you know, shoot down the, the you know, they're trying to shoot the big giant rock monster. And it's like King Kong. He's like swatting the, the swatting the, the 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 ships out of the sky and shit. At one point, there's like there's like the the end game. Thanos going rain fire or whatever. We're going to kill our troops too. I don't care. Just rain, you know. They, they just start shooting down, trying to kill this thing, but they can't kill it. Finally, Cat goes, runs up like like a what's that Shadow of Colossus or whatever that video game? Shadow of Colossus, yeah, that yeah, game. <laughs> yeah. He runs up the back of the mountains monster and uh, ends up fighting. Uh, what was that? The, the general's name? She Quant or whatever. The the guy controlling it. He ends up beating that guy's ass because he was controlling the monster. He was sitting on the monster's shoulder. Cap, oh. Cap runs up the, you know, runs up the monster and beats that guy, and that's how they destroy. He it. takes and, that guy, takes out the big monster, right? Yeah, because Cap is, you know, yeah. tactician, you know. Yeah. So Cap, be, you know, saves the day, um, and then they're like, "Okay, we won this battle. Earth, Earth is okay for now." But then they, he gets a call. Hey, Cap, we need you in Wakanda right now. And then to be continued in Empire number five or six or whatever one. Whatever Remember is, yeah. what's going on in Empire? So um, I enjoyed this. It's a four out of five. There was a really cool scene where, you know, Cap gives his cool, you know, war speech. Like, this is a battle we've never, like, no, like, unlike any we've ever fought. This is not a war over politics or religion. This is about life on Earth. And we are all one. And, you know, he gives that inspirational, let's kick ass speech. And, you know, and so, the music playing in the background, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Star Spangled Man <laughs> with a plan. <laughs> oh man! All right, so yeah, that was quick. Okay, next book we're gonna do is let's see. Boom. Okay, yeah. Next book we're gonna do is X Men number three eleven, I think. Okay. Yeah, let's do that one. Honestly, like this is a pretty awesome book. This is a pretty awesome book. This is another one of those uh, Empire Titans. I didn't know it was going to be one of the Empire Titans, but it was. Uh, it's a Magneto-centric book. That yeah. you said you weren't going to read. Right, but until I read it. <laughs> it got me. So the book starts off with uh, story time. And it's actually starting off with your boy, Exodus. Because, you know, That's he's like, he's, he's also Native American. Is he? I think so. I think it may be a retcon. But I think, I think he's Native American also. So he's basically telling the story, telling all the kids about this time this great hero came, you know, and saved the kids. And this is the shit that happened yesterday because basically uh, the Kotati have invaded, you know, Krakoa. They made a beeline straight for Krakoa. They're like, we're going to fuck up the mutant and get them, you know, take them off the uh, playing field before we get everybody else. So then the book opens up with Magneto and he's actually the butt three naked. The three Magnetos. Yeah, we're not the, <laughs> not that shit. Marvel's not that, that desperate. So yeah, for some reason Magneto's like butt ass naked, and you know magic comes in there, and magic tells him, you know, and it's Ileana from New Mutants. You know, for those who don't know, uh, she's actually cool in the comics. She's not a bitch. There. No, she you is know. cool in the comics. Yeah, she's cool in the comics. And basically, tells Magneto what the fuck's going on. We're being invaded by plant monsters. Uh, he's like, where's Cyclops? Well, all the captains stuff like that. They're on the moon. They're fighting these dudes on the moon. You know, trying to hold them off because that's where they're coming from. 
So, and Manny was like, are you going to join him? He's like, oh, I want to, but if I join him, we're going to need some help down here to defend Krakoa. So, old man, you you ready? You you going to hold up while we're doing this? And he's like, okay. And then he, you know, out of the three costumes he had, he's like, okay, I'm going old school, you know. And then Magneto goes old school with old school, you know, red and purple colors. And he just goes just, and the rest of the book, it's just him fucking people up. The rest of the book. I mean, the plant monsters, he just stabbing the shit up left and right. Uh, the spoiler, the end of it, he uh tells Magma, I need you to cause a volcano in Krakoa. And she's like, okay. So she erupts a volcano. And while she erupts a volcano, he tells Iceman to ice the volcano. Like, it's hot. It's two tons. And like it's 20 tons of liquid metal. I need you to ice it down. He's like, cool. So now you have 20 tons of liquid metal. Menino can do whatever he wants with this. He's like, so what should I do next? Hmm. So he rains, he makes the sky rain metal down on the Kokotati. You know, fucks all of them, kills all of them. Well, well most of them. Uh, and then like the head dude, while he's seeing rain is falling down from the sky, he's grabbing Toad. He's like, who the fuck is doing this shit? Which one of you mutants are powerful to do that? He breaks Toad's neck. Oh, I heard about this. Yes, I heard yeah. about this. Yeah. <laughs> so he breaks Toad's neck and he just like, and, and Magnus like, I'm the one that did it. <laughs> you know, and say so who like, I've heard about you meat bags like you. You always think you're going to do some shit. Well, come on and fight me. And this shit is fucking bad. I got to walk you through this shit. So this dude thinks he's going to fuck Magneto up walking towards him. Magneto looks up in the sky, brings a satellite down, drops it on his ass. <laughs> so and then this dude throws the satellite away. <laughs> he's like, you think that's the best you got? He throws a bigger one on his ass. <laughs> Oh shit, like Magneto just fucks this dude up, man. And then so Magneto just like he tells uh he he tells the separate cuckoos, he's just like, look, if they because the satellites he dropped on were the satellites that the like the governments of the world were using to spy on Krakoa, they didn't tell them they had. So Magneto like tells the separate cuckoos, like if anybody asks him the uh satellites, tell them I said what satellites, you know. And so he goes to Krakoa. I mean, he goes to the moon, you know, through one of those mutant portals, and he helps them, you know, fight back at And while they're doing it, Ex Exodus is saying, so who is your hero, kids? And they're like, Magneto, Magneto, Magneto. So basically, and, and the story ends. So basically what Jonathan Hickman is trying to, and it's, it's a story, it's a theme that's saying behind the story. Because at the beginning, they say it's a game where it doesn't matter where you start. Because wherever you start, it don't matter. You're going to end in a different spot also. Basically, what they're saying, Magneto, when he first started, he was a villain. Flat out, full-on villain. Just a mutant Dr. Doom is all he was. But in this story, he's not an anti-hero. He's not an anti-villain. He's not an anti-anything. He is a full-blown superhero. He might as well be, you know, metal-controlling Jesus in the story. You know, he's basically, because the kids look at him basically like their savior. So, I guess it's all about perspective, you know? Like, they may not look at like everybody else might look at a Magneto like a or they look at Magneto like a terrorist. But mm -hmm. these kids to them, he is their superhero. It's kind of fucked up, but it's like representation matters. So mutant <laughs> representation matters, I guess. Uh he was badass on Mega Level Me. Yes, yes. I think they said, I think one of the excerpts they said in this book that they're gonna have an omega level school with omega level mutants with Magneto training them. Because that's one of the thing, another theme in the story is that because Magneto was so fucking badass, so fucking alpha that he's fucking dudes up by himself. The reason he's got to pull so much of the weight because everybody else, Kokoa, isn't trained as well as they should be. Mm -hmm. 
So once they get everybody else trained, then they can fight off these guys. They don't have to be just because if Magneto wasn't there, you know, they would have been fucked up. So they need to make sure they can protect themselves. Magneto's not there. So badass story. Nah, five out of fucking five, man. Five out of fucking five. <laughs> Hickman, Hickman kill this shit, man. <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll let you go next. All right. I got Red Border number four. Awesome. Awesome. This is that okay. AWA upshot label. Yeah. Not root beer or wrestling federation no (laughs) (laughs) so red border (laughs) this is a horror book uh this is the last issue so i'm gonna spoil the shit out of it i don't care because this Mm -hmm. is dope i really dug this story Mm -hmm. um basically these two mexican kids this girl and this guy uh they try to sneak across the mexican border um because she pissed off the drug cartel so they got drug cartel gangsters after them um they sneak you know, sneak across the border. They, uh, they're all the, the, the cartel assassins find them and they're right about to kill them. But then the assassins get killed by these rednecks, you know, these just redneck dudes, Americans kill, kill the cartels, take the, 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 the two kids into their house. Oh, welcome. You know, why don't you guys chill out here in our house, be our guest until the, all that murder shit gets blown over, which should be a few days. So it turns into this kind of creepy family. turns out they're basically like, it's like Texas chainsaw. They're cannibals, this family of cannibals and they're killing and eating Mexican immigrants coming across the border. So they try, they escape the last issue. This one, one of the, the kid gets recaptured and he's being tortured and they're like cutting them up and shit. The girl is running off, but then she gets she gets found by the cartel who are still looking for her. And they they're basically chasing her. She jumps in a car, she steals a car, and she's got the cartel gangsters chasing her. And so she's driving. Meanwhile, we're back at the house. The the cannibal rednecks are torturing this poor kid, the Mexican kid. And it's you know, a lot of political commentary. You know, the, 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 the rednecks are like, this is America. You're fucking with our traditions. You know, this is our, you know, this is our land, blah, 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 and all that shit. And, uh, um, but then right when they're about to kill him, the chick comes crashing through the house with the car she stole, with the gangsters following her. <laughs> so they the, all this commotion the gangsters get out they got their machine guns and they're right about to shoot them but then the rednecks they pull out one of those old old ancient gatlin guns from the fucking civil war on like the on like it's like a can on the cannon wheels and they just right. start mowing down the cartel <laughs> it's just crazy shootout scene and they all kill each other and it's and then um, the kids escape, and then they it ends with them. The last panel is them basically on a crossroads. One way goes to El Paso, the other one goes to uh, Juarez. So, and they just sort of sit there. Where do we go? You know, the cartel basically the cartels are after us in Mexico, but this is America. This is a fucked up country. Which way? Do we go? <laughs> <laughs> so, really cool horror. You know, violent horror tale. You know, uh, I give it a yeah four out of five. It was cool. <laughs> okay, so A A W A is the name of them. Yeah, Upshot or whatever. Yeah, A W A Upshot. 
That's what it is. AWA Upshot. Okay, yeah. so pretty cool. All right, so last book I'm going to do, and I think you said you read this one. Let me blow this one up a little bit. Last book we're going to do is Teen Titans Annual yeah. Number 2. I did read this, yeah. Okay, and I know you think like, why the fuck are we reviewing Teen Titans Annual Number 2 when we've never even done a Teen Titans book on here? Before we get to that, let's go to the callers. Let's see. Holy shit, makes <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. That's basically, basically what it, what it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So yes, we review teen where well, we were going to review Teen Titan Annual number two. And the reason we decided to review this because according to DC, they're saying that this issue is a game changer. That's what they're saying. So whether it is or not, we will see. Uh basically, for since I haven't been keeping up with Teen Titans, and basically basically what's been going on with Teen Titans is that Robin, Damian Wayne has been wilding the fuck out. He's just been doing all kind of crazy shit. Just turning the Teen Titans like some kind of like hit squad, you know, bullying them around, bossing around and shit like that. But we started to realize that the reason he's doing it is because he has his own internal trauma and guilt he's doing because he feels guilty about letting Alfred die. Because Alfred dying is because of him. Yeah. You know, it's all on him. So, so since he's traumatized going on with everything right now, he just got the Teen Titans out here just acting crazy. And Batman is like, no, I had enough. This shit is done. But this Teen Titan squad you're running with, they're done. They're out of here. You are coming back to the house. You know, but before they can do that, they get interrupted by a uh, bazooka. <laughs> you know, uh, it blows them up. You know, it doesn't kill anybody, but they're able to get away. Uh, basically, the bazooka was aiming right at Damien. So Damien is barely, barely able to get away before this shit really hits the fan. And who's shooting the bazooka at them? Deathstroke, the guy that they supposedly had killed last last issue. He ain't dead. So he's there to make sure that all these fuckers dead, especially Damian Wayne. He wants to go after Damian Wayne more than anybody else. So Damian gets away and he decides to go after him. Uh, he gets away. They meet up. And Damian just like, and Damian just pulls his sword out on him when they, when they finally meet back up. He's like, Deathstroke, this ain't going to end the way you think it's going to end. I'm going to take your ass out. It's, it's over. You know, pull the sword out. Uh, and then the Teen Titans show up and they start fighting. Uh, Deathstroke beats the shit out of them easily. Like, fucks all of them up like it's nothing. Uh, and then, but Damien's like, uh-uh. I'm here. I'm going to kill you. This is it. So he's like slashing away at Slade, you know. But hey, Slade got that healing factor, you know. So it can't, it's yeah. not going to just kill him. But he's just hacking away at him. Legs, bam, get, get him in the back. Give a leg. He's like, I'm trying to chop your head off. Anything I can. But then that's when Amico Red Arrow steps in, tries to stop Damien from like finally killing him. Like we didn't. Now that's the Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Like we didn't come here to save Deathstroke from you. Yeah, we didn't come to save you from Deathstroke. We came here to save Deathstroke for you. So she blocks the bow. The sword goes through the bow, and he stab and he stabs it with the sword in the shoulder. You know, uh, this is this is Ollie's sister. If you don't know, it's jeff lemire creation whatever like that so when that shit happens that's when batman shows up you're like okay this shit stops now you damien you're so fucking crazy you're attacking your own teammates you know trying to get slayed while there's all this shit going on slay slay dip he left you know so and batman's like look this shit is over you are coming home and basically damien's just like i don't have a home because the home that i have you let those fuckers Bane and that crazy ass alternate universe Batman invade the house. So you can't even protect the people that you're supposed to save. So I can't go back to the uh, Wayne Manor. That's, that's not my home anymore. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't even go back to your home. And Damien is like actually beating this shit out of Batman. 
Like just just giving him the hands, just beating the shit out of him. And Damon's like pissed, like, why won't you fight back? Listen to me. And Batman won't fight him. He will find him first because the thing is, everything Damien is saying, he agrees with him. Batman does blame himself for letting Bane break into the house, kick him out, kick him out of his own city, kill Alfred under his own watch, kidnap his own son. Batman blames himself for that. You know, and basically Robin's just like, I can't go back to being Robin. Everything that we've done, because just like you blame yourself, because he blames Batman for letting Alfred die, but he blames himself more. And he's like, I can't be Robin anymore. So he tears the Robin suit off. He like he tears the Robin emblem off, gives it to Batman. He's like, I can't live in your shadow anymore. I can't be the person I need to be living in your shadow. I have to be my own person. So I was Robin, but not anymore. So he quits the Teen Titan, quits being Batman. I mean, quits being bat uh being Batman's partner, quit being Robin. And that's it. So apparently, this is supposed to be a game changer. He's not Robin anymore. I think Tim Drake's supposed to be coming back and Rob and Damian Wayne's gonna get a whole new identity. He better not be Clown Hunter. <laughs> he might be. He might be. <laughs> we already he know looks, he's out here killing he, people. So. He looks a little too short to be Clown Hunter, though. Yeah, so yeah. I doubt he's Clown Hunter. I, I think Tinny is a little bit better writer than that to just do that shit. So yeah. but I think it's gonna be a new status quo for Damian Wayne. He's not gonna be Robin anymore. I don't know what he's gonna be. We'll we'll see. But yeah. He should, he should totally, yeah, go on his own because he was a spoiled little shit before this. And if he goes on his own, you know, and, and that's what that's what like, that's what Deathstroke told him. He was like, "You used to be my favorite Robin because you would take it there, but you've been hanging around Batman so long, you're soft now." You know, and that's why he was able to kick his ass. So he can't go back to being Robin anymore. I, honestly, he need to be like a like a, a Ra's al Ghul ninja assassin or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, he should know? totally just be got. Heard a lot of Damien Super Songs fans were pissed, but Damien's a little asshole. Yeah, I, I like Damien because he's an asshole. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's I, I like his, his best trait, you know. Yeah, you know, he's a little conceited little shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's entitled, you know. Yeah, so I think this will be cool for him to like get out, like yeah, is, yeah, make yeah, make his ass move out of Wayne Manor. No right. more room service and shit. <laughs> right, stop being entitled little shit, you know. Yeah. Earn, you know. Be yourself. Yeah. He needed to go back to being sad because another thing he, he all basically he was saying the same shit Jason Ty was saying. Like it's yeah. a revolving door with these Arkham criminals. You you don't do shit. You you let them keep coming back out, and that's how they keep hurting the people we love. You know they hurt Batgirl, hurt Jason, hurt Alfred, kill Alfred, whatever. So he like I, the shit you're saying. I can't do that anymore. So we don't know what's gonna happen with Damien. I guess we have to see. Yeah. You know? So yeah, uh, I, shoot. I, I I I enjoyed it. I haven't read Team Titans in a while. Not since like it was a whole. I like. Who, who who the fuck are these people though? Last right. time I read it, like Aqualad was on the team and shit. Like Lobo's <laughs> daughter is on it and shit. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like who the fuck is, who's like, that who, fat kid? The blue fat yeah, kid. I'm I don't like, even know who that is. Like, yeah. Whose yeah. sidekick is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like where's where's Starfire and Raven and shit? Like I right. <laughs> They're like I can't be with this lame ass team. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because I actually got the uh, is it number twelve? The one with the the first appearance of Batman who laughs. Mm-hmm. I got that Teen Titans. And that, I just, that, I, honestly, that that would be smart for him to take over League of Assassins as the new demon, head of demon because I think Rise of Ghoul is dead right now. So I can see that. That's almost like yeah. a logical solution for me. Yeah. Fuck it. Just turn him to a villain. Yeah. yeah, well, oh, yeah. yeah. Just, just another vigilante that kills people. Shit. Wild right. dog. Somebody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anybody. Shit. Plenty of folks out there. Um, yeah, but overall, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Only reason I'm giving it a four out of five because DC saying this is a game change is gonna stick, but you know how they are. Well, there's plenty of Robins. 
Right. It's too many Robins. Yeah. You know, shit. Let Duke is let Duke do some shit. Like, you know what I mean? They completely forgot about him. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like let Damien go be Damien. Like he's a strong, he's basically reached that level, reached that point where he can carry on his own shit now. So right. So he didn't have to be in Batman. He's trying to outlive Batman Shadow, which is what a lot of the other Robins should have did also. So we'll, well, everyone, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, everyone wanted Damien to become Batman. And right. You know. He's and it might fucking, still happen, you know, down the road or something, you know. Yeah, he's too fucking psychotic. Well, that's why he'd make an awesome Batman. <laughs> <laughs> a Batman who kills. Yeah, he'd be a right. Batman who kills. <laughs> With guns and shit. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, anything else we gotta we gotta do? I'm, I I read other shit, but I don't. You know, I don't. No one gives a shit. It's, yeah. We're already going on. Oh, yeah. Look at yeah. Yeah. This this is this shout is a out long to everyone road. who's still here. You know? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to everybody still listening. Even Batman Beyond has a Robin nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Also. So yeah, like I said, if you're listening this long, just like like share and subscribe. Definitely get it out. Like I said, we were gonna plan on doing uh just a Chadwick Boseman podcast and just cut it off from there. But I didn't want to end it like that. I like I said, we you know we try to have fun with this podcast. That's kind of like the whole point to have fun with to get our minds off all the bullshit that is going on with all the bullshit of 2020 that's going on. So hopefully you're here. You had a good time. You had fun with it. Learn something, whatever like that. And next week we'll come with some other shit. We don't know what's happened, but we'll figure it out from there. Um, yeah, just, just enjoy life. Just try to make the most of it, you know, learn from his lesson, make the most of what's going on. Also have fun with whatever you're doing, you know, enjoy what you do in life and just have fun with that's, that's the message we want to, uh, take away from this podcast. Yeah, uh, I, look, I do actually look forward to coming and, and talking about this shit every week, right? You know, especially it's, now it's, in the, in this in this quarantine, I don't get out much. You right. know, I'm just it's just me and my kid here, and you know, I don't really go anywhere but the store. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, and hopefully people so, listen to it like this. You know, like we we've been we've been getting the responses, we've been yeah. getting you know views and going and stuff like that. So we're doing something right, I guess. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. So thanks y'all for listening. Everybody who sticks around and comments, that's yeah. I look forward to this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and next even, week, we'll, yeah. Even when shitty crap happens and tragedy happens, it's still cool to come together and share each other's thoughts and feelings and get just get it out and cope. It's, right, because a lot of this stuff you just can't hold in, and that's the problem. Right. A lot of people just hold stuff in they have. You got to just let it loose. If you got yeah. stuff on your mind, let it go. Let it loose. Yeah. You know, oh. have an outlet. That's so what I, 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 I so yeah. Leroy. Real shit, one hundred. I appreciate you keeping it real and sharing your feelings tonight. You know, yeah. Because so. honestly, I've been balling up until then. You know, yeah. That's why I just had to let it loose because I like I can't hold this in this long because yeah, that's unhealthy. You know, no, it, it, it yeah, in like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so let's see what we got. Uh I mean having thank you. Thank you, two thousand man reborn. I'm glad you have fun. We we try to have fun on this podcast and everybody else listening, you know, have fun also. So uh yeah, this thing's going too long. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. We'll come back next week with you know, hopefully some completely different shit. But until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli and Yimbambi. Yeah. Okay.